from the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Maruska. What is going on, folks? Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Prime Time Productions. Oh. Happy Black Friday. I'm dying as I record this, and I'm probably dying as you listen to this. Sales is great. To quote guy from The Office, who's also in that Get Smart movie, and he's in that fucking movie about Wall Street falling apart. I want to say it's called The Big Short. I love my job. And my wife goes, you hate your job. And then I go, I love my job. And then my wife goes, you hate your job. And then I go, I love my job. And then I do actually love my job. It's a good time. How are you feeling? Happy Black Friday. Have I said that? Have you said that? We're having a good time. A little mega death for you. Good morning, Black Friday. Ain't that fitting. That's a brutal song. You ever want to read your loved one a great poem? Reading the lyrics to Good Morning Black Friday by McGaddeth. Wow. Very fitting because uh, that song's about slaughtering and butchering and whatever else Dave Mustard decided to write about that day. It's about absolutely annihilating. And how are the Bruins doing this year? But annihilating. 14, 1, and 3 at the time of recording this. It's pretty horny. It makes me want to do the mumbo number 69, baby. I am absolutely feeling it, and I'm feeling myself, and I am loving it. And on the note of loving it, and on the note of the records, can we just talk a little? I'm here to defend, okay? I am here to defend. I've got my shiny shield of armor that I stole from Captain America, okay? I saw the 3D movie in 2019. That shit was so real. I stole his shield, and I am here to defend the motherfuckers who got rattled on Monday night after the Bruins blew it with four seconds left to let Tampa tie it, only to lose it in overtime, and in overtime that they had no business even being in. Let me tell you something. I know. I understand. I'm not an idiot. I know we're not going to win every game, but could you? the games you don't win, could you not lose them the way that you do? Could you not give us the PTSD the way that you do? And for everyone coming at people, being, don't be dramatic, don't be mad. This team has such a great record. Listen, we didn't lose to nobody. Like It wasn't like we lost to the Nashville or we lost to Dallas. We lost to the Tampa Bay fucking Lightning. That team has eliminated us so many times in the yesteryears. We've watched them win cups. They are, in fact, our biggest rival right now. No disrespect to... Montreal, but it goes Toronto, Tampa, then Florida. As of right now, Florida obviously earned that right. We'll talk more about that in a couple minutes. But here's the reality of this situation. Butch, Butch's last season, Bruins sucked for the first three months or so. They were not fun to watch. They were very uninspiring, very slow, very discombobulated. They go on that all-star break, they come back, and they absolutely just fucking light one up. And they go on a tear. And they're fun to watch. And they're winning night in and night out. They have a crazy playoff series against Carolina. 
They lose that heartbreaker in Game 7. Shout out to Sarah for constantly uh, screen sharing her fucking videos. Live videos from that series. Just absolutely tormenting me. Anyways. Then they follow that up with the 65 win season. Okay? 65 wins. And now they're 14-1-3. Yes, I apologize if... We get rattled if this team loses because I've got some fucking news to tell you, buddy. For the past two years, this team doesn't really lose. They've had some fucking absolute horrendous endings to playoffs. But in the regular season, they just don't lose. They just don't. We're not used to it. And when they do, it sucks. So I'm sorry if that got if us being rattled gets you rattled. Let's talk about things that will continue to get you rattled because the Florida Panthers... Earlier tonight, the Bruins showed up in that goddamn arena. Congratulations, Florida. Because on Monday night or Tuesday night, whatever the night was, the Edmonton Oilers, led by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, rolled through town, and you sold out your arena on a Monday in November. Unreal. I was jacked. I was like, let's go. Florida. The fans are there. The fans are behind it. They're hyped up. It's going to be a playoff not playoff atmosphere Wednesday night when the bees roll through town. It's the first time the boys are back since the playoff series. And what happens? But looks like it, it does look like over 50% of the building was empty. And that's me being kind. What the fuck? I thought you I thought Florida, I thought Panthers hockey was a thing. You would think if there was one game, they would absolutely would have sold out months in advance. It would be the Boston coming back. But, no, they didn't. I'm sure they'll blame it on Thanksgiving or some shit. But I'm telling you right now, like I said on the tweet machine, you can either defend your empty building or you can defend that dirty-ass cross-check Lindell did on our boy fucking Patra. Can't defend both. Those kids with the, uh, it was a three to one sign, that was great. It irked me, and that's what I loved about it, because it actually made me feel something. Good on you, but fuck you. The back of the signs, I don't know, a little bit questionable. Having a sign that says, re-retire your captain, that's like first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know, man. You might want to rethink that. Just like you might want to rethink wearing a strap back backwards, buddy. It's not a look. It's not a good look. Makes you look like a child. And if you're trying to get into any kind of sexual relations with any girl, they don't want to fuck a child. So don't fucking do it. Also, the tweet about how they showed that sign to Bill Zito and he read the whole re-retired your captain and he cracked a smile to them. Bill, I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio season may be done, but let me tell you something. We forgive, but we certainly do not forget. And the day that the Florida Panthers fire your ass and they leave you at the arena and make you taxi your way home and you get rehired by another team, oh, I'll be sure to make a sign mocking your firing. And I'll be sure to be at the arena and I'll be in front of the press box and I will wave it. And when your fucking sorry ass gets me kicked out, I'll be sure to yell at you, oh, it's funny when uh, the sign's not about you, eh? It's funny, you fucking coward. Fuck you, Bill. You know what? Show us your internet history. How about that? Why don't you do that? Yeah. You fucking loser. Saturday night. Couldn't watch the game. Well, I, I watched the final five minutes of it. So I listened to 95% of the game. 
Uh, was by him done on the radio with Judge Surratt and our guy Bob Beers. Loved you. And so I didn't get to watch the 1970-72 Big Bad Bruins uh, ceremony. I watched it last night, though, and it was awesome. Just so sick to see all those legends out there. I mean, come on. Johnny Busick, Espo, Singing Turk, Bobby Orr, Gary Cheevers. Just fucking sick. And Allmark's mask. Like, just, man, I don't know. We're spoiled. You know, if you had to compare that era of Boston Bruins to Metallica Records, that was definitely the Master of Puppets era. Just flawless. Everything about that era is flawless. The jerseys, the stories, the championships, the goal. Bobby flying in the air. I mean, every kid who saw that goal, no matter what time, no matter what era, at one point in your life, you recreated that goal either on the pond or on the sidewalk or on the street, man. That shit was legendary. And to see that was awesome. They followed that up with just a great win against the Canadians. Not going to lie. Listen, like Gallagher. Gallagher has been a pain in the ass for most of our lives as Bruins fans. That last shot of him on the bench just looking utterly defeated. Kind of fell for the guy. I'm not going to lie. You can chastise me for that. But... Man, I don't know. I would love to see Gallagher in a fucking Bees jersey. It's getting there, eh? It's. I don't want his contract, but see, it it would be it would be different. But I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Well, to my American friends down south, I just want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. I, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna call it. Well, I did call it Thanksgiving. I'm gonna ha wish you a very happy Turkey Day. I'm not a Thanksgiving guy. I'm indigenous. Not about the Thanksgiving term. Fucking sue me. But with that being said, I hope you enjoy your time with your friends and with your family. I hope you take some time to really just appreciate this great life that we have. The great friendships that we've bonded. The families that we made over this fucking sport and this hockey team that we hate. To love and love to hate and can't live without. I love you all. With it being Thanksgiving, that is the soft deadline in the NHL. If the playoffs were to start, you'd have Boston, Carolina opening round. Whoo! Storm surge. You better watch out, boys. You've got New York and Tampa Bay. Whoo! Don't think that's going to happen. You got Florida, Toronto. We want Florida. That will be good. You got Philly and Washington. What the fuck? You've got da out west. You would have Dallas and Seattle. Great little rematch. You'd have Vegas and St. Louis. Little slight underrated rival right there. Colorado, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and L.A. If the playoffs started tomorrow, I'm telling you right now, it would be electric. Going back out east, though, I'm going to send some apologies, some early apologies. Washington, I underestimated you. I thought Pittsburgh would pull it together. Washington, I think, is going to stick around. I don't know how. I don't have any reason. I just, yeah, Ovi's bound to go off. That team's sticking around. Philly, it's a nice run. 
They played a few more games than everyone else in the division. Philly, though, stay the course. Sell at the deadline. Don't chase after the playoff money. Stay the course. Retool that team. As far as the the rest of the East goes, I do think Detroit is going to squeeze Tampa Bay out of that spot, though. And I think New Jersey is going to figure this out, and they're going to find their way back into the playoffs. Out West, the West is tough, man. The West is tough. The West is back to being fucking powerhouse again. And I do think it comes down to the top 10 teams. Arizona, Anaheim, Seattle. Here's the thing. I think Anaheim has the better team out of those three. St. Louis is only as good as Jordan Bennington is. And the moment Jordan Bennington hits black ice and slips and becomes mediocre again, they're in trouble. I think Anaheim, at the end of the day, is going to get that final wild card spot. I do think Seattle's going to keep in place. Arizona's definitely going to make it interesting. But they just don't have the foundation the other teams have at the moment. With that being said, I don't think Vancouver is going anywhere. I think LA is not going anywhere. But a Vancouver Knicks LA King series, give me that. Give me that. It's a great opening round. Colorado, Winnipeg, don't give me that. Don't get, I want I want playoff hockey to last maybe longer than a week. It's looking good though. As far as Nashville, Minnesota, Calgary, I'm sorry. It's over. It's fucking over. And it's been over. But we're going to talk about things that are really over because we do have to touch on them. Ken Holland, you were given the opportunity to not only build a team around one, but two of the greatest hockey players on the planet right now, and you somehow found a way to fuck it up and waste one of their years. It's over. It's been over, and it's not getting any better. It's done. It's no longer a matter of if Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are being traded out of Edmonton, but when and where. It's over. With that being said, we're going to be excited to see how the, the rest of the season pans out. We're going to be excited to see how the rest of the weekend pans out. we got back-to-back matinee games. So while you're listening to this, you're probably getting yourself pumped up for the nice 1 o'clock start. I'm going to be at work dying. And when, when you wake up on Saturday and you piece yourself together and you have a hair of the dog, I'm going to be at work dying when you watch that matinee game. So I'm not going to catch up to any of that shit until maybe Monday night. And I'm pretty sure the bees also play on Monday night. Oh my god, everything's blending together, but I love you. I can't wait to talk to you again. It was a bit of a longer one. And because I did do a last-minute AMA to see if we get any more questions you all wanted to know, the Sir, but with the flavor, the original Ford F-150 Final 5, what is up? They asked, what's it like being the coolest guy in the world? And I'm going to have to tell you, I can't answer that question because I am not the coolest guy in the world. That you're, you know, if you want to know the answer to that question, I'm going to send you to one place and one place only. That is my boy, Centennial Season Steven, the Captain Patrice on the Tweet Machine. That's the coolest guy in the world. Check out those meals he makes. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys now. I want you to remember something. Do you got it? Make a note. Remember, you've been great. I've been Bobby. Let's Go beast!